Welcome to Healing Through Pain. I'm your host, Steph, and this is a show that dives into health and healing, where we discuss how to show up well for the responsibilities and opportunities that life sends our way. Today, we're going to talk about the gentle shifts that occur in the process of change and how we can track trends in our own lives to look for growth. Thanks for tuning in. As we get started, I want to share an anecdote that honestly, it probably makes me look and sound like a little bit of a jerk, but it was a little bit of a celebration I had this last weekend. I was going to renew my passport and I walked into the post office and let the guy know he was a trainee. I let him know that I needed a priority express and that was just my way of I needed priority mail so it's trackable so I can track the passport process. And so he indicated that I had the wrong envelope and I had to do a new address label. And so he had me get out of line and, and go do the correct label. And so I get back into line and it is a forever wait. And by the end of about five minutes, there's about nine of us in line and I'm the fourth one back. And the woman behind me is sighing and just heavy breathing and so annoyed and and um, it was almost my turn and she she looked at me and she said, hey, can I please go ahead of you? I've got an appointment to get to. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry I can't help you out, but I also have an appointment to get to. You know, I had been in line at that point for the broadside of about 20 minutes and I didn't have the ability to be flexible. But also it was one of those things where my tendency towards deference when other people make a request of me is usually I would be like, okay, sure. And I would let someone get in front of me without considering the consequences it would have on my schedule. And so when I said to her, I said, I know this is frustrating, but I unfortunately have an appointment too. I apologize. I can't switch with you. She heavy sighed and rolled her eyes and then went back to waiting. But inside I was like, whoa, a girl, it has been a long time. Well, I, I don't know, frankly, if I've ever um, been a little bit more boundaried when it comes to saying no to someone's direct request of me. And so in spite of the fact that, you know, I would have loved to help her out, the context didn't allow for it. And so for me to say no was actually a gentle shift that I've observed in my life lately, where boundaries are something not only am I working on, but something that I, I really have to be intentional about because in the past, my boundaries have been pretty poor overall. And that's what I want to talk about today are the gentle and gradual shifts that happen in the change process. They're not necessarily going to be quantifiable until I'm standing at the post office and I, and I can say no to someone. And and then I'm like, whoa, I've really grown. But there have been a whole host of mild shifts preceding that moment that allowed for me to be a little bit more resolved and boundaried at the post office on Friday and able to say no. And that's what I want to talk about. It's so easy to get frustrated with the process of change because things don't move quickly. And so what I want to do is weave together three narratives just from this past week alone, where I was sitting with three separate women, and I was able to give them some calm reassurance that not only are they on the right track, but that change is actually quite observable in their story. And so the first one, I was sitting with a gal earlier this week, and she um, she talked about a an expectation that she had put out on Sunday, and um, she stated what she wanted, and then her her husband disagreed with her and so she backed down and she she came to session and she's like I'm just so mad at myself I said what I wanted and then I didn't follow through on it and I'm just I feel really frustrated with myself and I said you know what though you said what you wanted and I want to remind you what three months ago looked like I said 12 weeks ago you came in here and you didn't even realize that your voice mattered and now you used your voice this past weekend I said six weeks ago you started to push back internally against the idea that you might have to 
use your voice and you really had to wrestle with that. And that was about a month and a half ago. And this last weekend, you use your voice. I said three weeks ago, the topic you addressed on Sunday was one that you've been thinking about for a while and talking through. And now here we are three weeks later and you used your voice and you pushed back against the inner dialogue that told you not to use your voice and you advocated for yourself. I said, here's what I know. I know the next time you guys have this conversation where you state your intention and he disagrees with you, I said, I can assure you there's a different outcome because you are in the change process. The change process, and I feel like we've covered it on an episode a while ago, but the change process has five steps and it goes pre-contemplation, meaning we're not really thinking about what we want to change. The second step is contemplation. So now something comes into our awareness and this is where I was with the client about six weeks ago. Then we go into preparation and that's what three weeks ago was where she started tracking through this particular life area and the changes she wanted to make. And then we get to the action stage. And this last Sunday was a part of the action stage for her where she expressed her intention and where she used her voice. And I said, you're in the process. Things are shifting here. And I want to give you a gentle reminder that three months ago, that conversation wouldn't have been possible. So yes, while I understand you're experiencing some disappointment that you didn't follow through, I said the fact that you showed up to that conversation is huge. And we are going to celebrate that. And when you lose sight of what a win that is, I'm going to use my obnoxious little cheerleader voice to remind you just how excellent that shift is and just how much growth you've shown by having this conversation. And I could tell she had not only calm reassurance, but some resolve to say, okay, the next time this conversation comes up, I am going to seek a different outcome because my voice does matter and my habits do matter and my desire to improve matters. And we see the change process happening over the short 12 weeks that we've been together. There was a second story this week that was um, just kind of sacred space to sit in. And I do feel like I use this, um, I use this particular terminology quite often, but therapy in general for me is such a work of sacred art. There's delicateness needed, but there's such a beauty that can grow from it. And when I was sitting with a client uh, earlier this week, it was such a, just a monumental thing to get to watch the growth that's happened for her. And so this is a client who had a really tough time last Monday. She got feedback at work that felt really, really abrasive. And basically it butt up against some wounds that she's carried for a very long time. Wounds that say you're not good enough, you're not valued, you're not perfect. And she really, really struggles with that internal dialogue that runs for her. And so she comes to me middle of last week and she said, nine days ago, I got feedback from work that broke my heart and I haven't been able to recover from it since. And she said, for the last nine days, I've barely been able to keep my head above water and I've just wanted to give in to all of these voices that tell me how useless I am. And I I thanked her for sharing that with me. And then I said, look here, friend, we've got some real sorting things out to do because I want to point out how long it took you to ask for help last time. I said, you came to me six months into high distress when not only were you barely having your head above water, you were treading water at best. You were, you know, metaphorically drowning in your own sadness and in your own inabilities to navigate life. And it still took you six months to ask for help. I see growth with you coming in nine days into this particular rupture and saying, Steph, this is not okay. I need help. 
I said that awareness alone is such an incredible shift from when you first started coming in here. So we're going to celebrate that. And I said the second thing that we need to call attention to is you have spent the broad side of about 45 minutes in here sobbing. And I said you spent the first six weeks of our time together resisting any type of emotion, certain that it somehow made you weak and certain that it somehow was not appropriate to bring into therapy. And here you sit raw and vulnerable and and naked and in front of me being so available for someone to come alongside of you and help you. I said, that is the growth. That is the shift. And we have to have reverence for that. Did you go over the last nine days and use your self-talk to talk you out of a low? No, you didn't. But it only took nine days for you to say, I need help. I need to work through this. And here you are sitting in front of me with both hands wide open saying, can you help? When for the six months preceding the first time you came here, you refused to acknowledge that you needed help. You refused to ask for help. You refused to sit in the sadness that you can't handle everything. And here you are sitting in that sadness. And not only that, but you're inviting me into it with you and we can process through it and we can make strides together. And I said, I can promise you one of two things will happen here. Number one, you'll leave today and you'll experience some sort of relief that you were able to organize and process through some of this struggle. Or number two, you will reach out to me and we will get you on another appointment next week. She and I are bi-weekly, so usually it's, it's only every other week. I said, but you now know that if you need more help, you can get yourself on my schedule and you will seek out the resources that you need. And I said, I get that the distress is there, but my friend, you reached out, you asked for help, and you have a backup plan if things don't improve, you're going to reach out and ask for help again. So yes, I will sit with you in this sadness and we will lament that this is yet another season of hard, but we will also have to notice the growth that's happened here. You've sought help, you've been vulnerable, you've invited someone into your story, and you've decided you can't walk it alone. And that is stunningly beautiful. And I'm honored to walk with someone in that particular piece of their journey. And I see it again and again and again. And that's why I talk to people about consistency in therapy over time is this beautiful gift to give yourself. If you go for one or two sessions and you're like, nope, nothing changed. I would agree. Nothing changed because the chances are you're probably um, either in pre-contemplation or you're in contemplation or perhaps at best you're in preparation, but it takes a while to get to the action stage. And It is imperative that we have other sets of eyes on our life that can look up trends and shifts and can give us calm reassurance that we're doing it well. Because if no one's giving us that feedback, we can wallow in our own self-despair and assume we're not shifting anything. When in many stories, that's just not reality. The third shift I want to share with you, and this is one that is just stunning to watch unfold. Um, I've been walking with a gal for the broadside of about six months every other week, uh, maybe closer to about seven or eight months at this point. And she is one that has been uh, raised in a context of tough love, where guilt and shame are the driving motivators for change. And she has particular goals that she wants to work on, but she finds herself not following through. And week after week, she comes in and she's so angry with herself. And she says to me, Steph, just give me a good kick in the pants. Yell at me. Tell me to do things. Please say something stern so I get my acting gear. And I said to her, um, this was probably about three months ago. I said, here's the thing. I said, you've had plenty of people people try to change you by telling you how useless or how worthless or how not good enough you are. I said, I refuse to be that voice in your story. I will be the voice that says to you, hey, friend, not only can you do this, but when you decide to do it out of love, no one will be able to stop you. And so we've really wrestled with that together over the past couple months, getting her into a posture of kind of that self-neutrality 
and then we're walking together towards self-acceptance. And she came in this last week and there's a clear shift towards wanting to do stuff because she wants to improve her life and she wants to love herself well. And she no longer wants to sit in the guilt-driven change process. And that was kind of stunning to walk with her um, to this point. And I said to her this last week, I said, guess what? I said, I think we're ready to do some actual habits that might be helpful to you. And so we put together a plan of what this next month is going to look like. Very small, gentle shifts that she can make that will really contribute to habit formation that will walk her directly towards some of the goals that she wants. But the second self-guilt and self-deprecation shows up, that's the first thing we're going to address because her doing this out of self-compassion and self-love is the gentle shift that we need for long-term change. And guys, some days that's all we have. Literally all we have are these tiny, gentle shifts. And it can feel so hopeless and so helpless. But over time, those gentle shifts turn into something so profound and so incredibly life-altering. And that's why I encourage you, get a set of eyes on your life that can breathe truth into you, that can help give you gentle redirection when you need redirection, but also that can give you calm reassurance when you need to be walked with in seasons of hard. This same client, the last client I talked about, when she came in this past week, she said to me, she said, Steph, something's different about you. She said, I walked in and your whole face looks different. And I've shared with you guys, it's been, you know, a a lot of hard in these last couple months and frankly about the last half a year. Um, But she's noticing in my features and in my posture and in my walk that shifts are happening. And again, they're not quantitative. It's not like we can say Steph's gone from a four to a five or this client's gone from a five to a six. It's not measurable. It's an accumulation of gentle shifts over time that help us walk towards health well. And that's why I want to encourage you, if you need someone to walk with you, get a therapist, get a new set of eyes on your life, people that will be able to pick up on the gentle shifts and the gentle trends and the gentle changes that are happening so that when you're in a season of self-doubt, you have someone who can breathe into your story and help change the narrative that's running for you. That is where we're going to end up. If you made it through the episode, thank you so much. If you're willing to share, that's always appreciated. If you're willing to comment or like, if you're willing to follow, email, whatever that looks like any time you spend is much appreciated. Thanks so much for tuning in and I hope you guys have a good rest of your week.